How should Kenny Omega be booked in year two of All Elite Wrestling? We talk about it next on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, this all stems from Nick Jackson's quote earlier in the week with Screen Crush saying that Kenny Omega is going to be the star to watch in year two. But how does AEW book him? We're going to go from the starting point of him just beating Sonny Kiss in the 19-second match in the first round of the Eliminator Tournament. So the question is, does he end up winning the tournament? And if he does, who does he beat in that match? I actually have Kenny losing to Hangman Page in the finals of the, the tournament here. And okay. that is going to help really set the, the story up for what I have going forward as Kenny starts to assume the role of the cleaner, the guy that we saw in Japan, the guy that everybody in, was anticipating him being coming to AEW. It's, it's no secret that he's certainly taken a step backwards to allow certain people to get over, to flourish in AEW. And really, Kenny's going to try to right a lot of wrongs along the way to winning the championship ultimately at All Out, at least in my storyline here. Okay. Well, I actually have Kenny winning the thing, but I don't have him beating Hangman Page, which I think a lot of people are assuming uh, will happen. Now, again, these are not predictions. This is just how I think AEW should book it. I think Wardlow should be in the finals that Kenny Omega beats because that furthers the storyline and tells the progression of the story that Hangman Page is not a singles wrestler. He's a tag team wrestler. Kenny Omega has brought that up in commentary during Hangman Page's matches. So I think that would tell the story a little bit better. And Kenny Omega getting the win over Wardlow, I think gives him a little bit more credibility given the size, speed, and strength of Wardlow that Hangman Page didn't beat him. Kenny did. That's a one-up on Hangman Page, uh, on Kenny Omega, I should say. So now that we establish the outcome of the tournament, what's next for Kenny Omega? I actually have Kenny going away for a little bit. I think that he needs to take a little bit of a hiatus because it's going to set the table for really a strong return, a really uh, a strong reintroduction to the AEW fan base where he can be that cleaner uh, character that we all we all loved from Japan, the guy that was very dominant and you know, just I think the guy that he was more comfortable being, the guy that can certainly get over with that fan base and be that ultimate heel that we want him to be. Uh, so so just going up until that point at full gear, I do have Moxley beating Eddie Kingston in the I quit match. I do have Cody successfully defending his TNT championship against Darby Allen. And then going into revolution, that's where I have Kenny, uh, Kenny Omega making his return. Okay. See, because I have him winning the tournament at revolution, what I would do is between then and revolution, I would actually have Kenny Omega beat every single ranked wrestler from now until revolution because one that actually gives him more credibility as the number one contender beating as of right now it'd be Sean Spears, Brody Lee, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, and MJF. Whatever way you got to do it to protect those guys, you have Kenny Omega beat all of them. And then in the match with John Moxley at revolution, you got to make it a straight wrestling match. As we know, John Moxley has continued these no DQs, these lights out matches, these falls count anywhere. He doesn't really have many traditional wrestling matches in his title defense. The only one I can really think of off the top of my head is the one against MJF at All Out. So Kenny Omega makes it so that Moxley has to beat Omega at his own game, and he can't. So Omega becomes the new AEW champion at Revolution. 
Okay, so I actually have him winning the belt off Hangman Page, and I do have an eventual match between him and Moxley, but that's not for quite a while. So uh, what I actually have is Kenny returning at Revolution. Now, uh, a couple of things just to kind of set the stage for this. So Kenny Omega, like I said, it's no secret that he has certainly taken a few steps back in AEW so other people could get over and progress their own careers uh, unselfishly on his part. Now, one of the things that we do know is there is a little bit of history between Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes. So what I have going on at Revolution, I'm going to have a rematch set up between Brody Lee and Cody Rhodes for the TNT Championship. Now, the Dark Order is going to get involved in this match. The referee will be outside of the ring, essentially trying to clear ringside, throw the Dark Order out. Somebody's going to come into the ring, lift Cody up, and give Cody the one-man, one-wing danger. Mm-hmm. That person will have a Dark Order match on. They will eventually remove that mask and reveal himself as Kenny Omega. This will be the first time we've seen him essentially in four months since his loss to Hangman Page. So having him go away, this will be the reintroduction of Kenny Omega to the fan base and really start to build him up as this dominant heel. The obvious thing here would be Cody dropping the title to Brody Lee. So Cody is no longer the TNT champion. Brody Lee is the TNT champion once again. The next week on Dynamite, Cody's obviously going to want some explanation for this. You know, why, why did he do this? The whole point of the storyline is to rebuild Kenny Omega and to right some wrongs. So while people like Cody have gotten over because Kenny has taken a step back, I think a lot of people have been critical of Kenny Omega because of that. You know, they're saying he hasn't lived up to expectations. He's not as good as people say. He's overrated. This is really him proving all of those people wrong and rebuilding himself. So some of the things he's going to talk about is the fact that Cody essentially was a nobody until he decided to come over to New Japan and join the Bullet Club. He helped make him relevant. He helped project his career or put him on this trajectory where now he is the American nightmare. And he could not have done that without the help of the Bullet Club or the elite. Right. Um, He'll then touch on, you know, AEW was going to come to formation or fruition even without Cody. But once that did happen, it was always about Cody. Cody's always wanted to be in the spotlight. Cody's always wanted to be the guy with the biggest entrance, the grandest pyro, the open challenge. It was always all eyes on Cody. And the only reason that was allowed to happen was because Kenny was willing to take a step back and allow it to happen. This is going to be the first match to set the stage for Kenny asserting himself back to that upper echelon of top guys in the singles division. So his first major feud is going to be against a guy like Cody, who essentially has stolen that spotlight from Kenny. And the only reason he has that spotlight is because Kenny allowed him to have it going into uh, the formation of AEW. So you're really kind of playing, you're playing on a couple of things. One, the fact that people are critical of Kenny taking the step backwards and people are critical of Cody of being this over the top guy who's, who's essentially just starving for the attention. So that will help build the story nicely from there. So this match happens at double or nothing. This match would happen at at, uh, double or nothing. Yes. So it'd be Cody versus Kenny Omega at double or nothing in your scenario. Now, because I have Kenny Omega as the AEW champion, you play the story of Hangman Page playing the chaser, but between Revolution and Double or Nothing, what I would do is, again, similar to what I did from Full Gear to Revolution, Kenny Omega only faces ranked opponents. There's going to be very few matches we see of Kenny Omega, and in between those matches, Kenny Omega is going to cut promos saying how he is the best wrestler in the world, you know, really bring up all the accolades that Justin Roberts brought up in the introduction in the first round of the tournament, the five-star matches, all that stuff, and even bring it up to a point where he says, I 
have the best tag team match ever from Dave Meltzer. I have the best match in all elite wrestling. I have broken the Meltzer scale all these times. Hangman Page lost the tag team championships to FTR. So in the meantime, Hangman Page wants to chase, but the only way Kenny Omega will allow him to have that match at double or nothing is if Hangman can beat all the ranked opponents between Revolution and double or nothing. Hangman Page does so, but at double or nothing, Kenny Omega retains against Hangman Page. So that's where I have it going. So again, the chase will continue all the way through All Out. Now, how do we get to All Out? So for me, what I have here is I do have Adam Hangman Page working his way back to a rematch against John Moxley. So at this point, Moxley is still the champion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so eventually here at Double or Nothing, there's going to be a couple of things that happen. Kenny is going to go over Cody in their match, like I said before. Uh, Adam Hangman Page is actually going to defeat John Moxley. Now, the way he's going to do this is going to be the interesting part. They are going to have their match in All Out War, and it's going to look like Moxley is going to get the best of Hangman Page once again. Kenny Omega is going to get involved with the match after beating Cody. He's going to help Adam Hangman Page actually win the championship. There's going to be a moment in the night where you don't know, you're not going to know, is is this like a reformation where they're back together? Hangman Page is certainly going to look confused, like, why did he help me do this? Moxley's going to be pissed off, and that's going to help progress the storyline from there. That following uh, episode of Dynamite, what's going to end up happening here? Adam Hangman Page is going to come out. He's obviously going to want some answers. You know, why did Kenny do this? I didn't put him up to it, all that type of stuff. Kenny's going to come out, and he's going to say, say essentially, look, just like Cody needed me, just like Cody needed the elite to get over and to get to that next level in his career, so did you. The reason that I helped you was just because I want to take it all away from you. I want you to feel the way I feel. I felt throughout the entire year where I took the back seat, where I took a step backwards, where guys like you can get over. So the only reason he's helping him is for two reasons. One, he wants the satisfaction of being the guy to take the title off of Hangman Page. He could have took the belt off Moxley. I mean, they had their feud, but he wants to be the guy to take it all away from, from Adam Hangman Page. So to your point, how he's saying, look, I'm the singles guy. He's the tag team guy. He's not at my level. So that's essentially what he's trying to say. And that's, that's what the, the message he's conveying to the fans. He wants to prove that. And he wants to do it at the highest stakes. He wants to be the guy to take the title off of a- Adam Hangman Page. So he's going to get satisfaction of being the guy to do that. And the other part of this is, is the fact that because Kenny did take that step backwards, essentially he wants, he wants Adam Hangman Page to feel the emptiness associated with having all of that taken away from him. Because again, going back to the original point of this story, Kenny was the big dog in town. He was the guy that everybody expected to blow up when AEW was formed. That didn't happen. It's no secret. Whether it was by choice or whether it was by design, we don't we, we don't know that. It just didn't happen the way a lot of people thought it was going to happen. So he wants Adam Hangman Page to feel all that frustration, all of that sorrow, all of that emptiness that he felt when he couldn't necessarily live up to the expectation. So Kenny deliberately helped him win the title so he could take the title away from him personally and have him feel the pain that he felt for the entire year as he took the step backwards for guys like Adam Hangman Page to get over. I actually like that approach. It's not a bad approach, but how I get from double or nothing to all out is... Basically the same kind of scenario that we had going from Revolution to Double or Nothing where Hangman Page has to prove himself that he can go against Kenny Omega again. 
So again, Kenny Omega will only face those with winning records, those that are ranked. He doesn't face any jobbers. And again, very few matches in between, cutting promos here and there. You really have to establish his character, not necessarily his in-ring work. We already know he's a good wrestler. We got to establish him as a cocky heel and get a lot of heat. Hangman Page, on the other hand, he's that sympathetic guy. But he's not going to go the same route as the ranked wrestlers because some of those guys, Kenny Omega didn't even have to face because who knows what the ranks are going to be at this point. What he does instead is he's challenging all of Kenny Omega's former opponents so far. Kenny Omega is going to, you know, be impressed, be impressed, and give him the rematch at All Out. But on the condition that, same that we had with Cody against Jericho, if Hangman Page loses, he no longer can chase the title while Omega's the champion. So All Out happens. You know, they have their match, let's say 30, 40 minutes, and Kenny Omega wins again. So you beat Hangman Page twice. He can't chase anymore. And then we head to... The final leg of our story here at Full Gear where someone else is going to take the title off of Kenny Omega. And the way that they're going to establish the number one contender is like a tournament, except it's not a regular eight-man bracket. From All Out to Full Gear, it will be a G1 Climax type round-robin tournament. Only those that have held a title are allowed to enter. Moxley, Jericho, Brody, Cody, All the tag team champions, they're allowed to enter except Hangman Page. The person that wins it is Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho wins this AEW version of the G1. We get the rematch at full gear. Chris Jericho at this point is a huge baby face. Everyone's singing Judas and all this stuff. And Jericho wins the title off of Kenny Omega. So that's how I have it going. I like I like the the final part with the tournament, and especially because I think right now a lot of people are critical of the fact that nobody in the tournament is ranked, and you have that that stipulation that they have to have held the championship to be involved in it. So that's that's pretty cool. So you have it all out. You have Kenny winning the title, or you have him uh, retaining. Kenny, Kenny has the title from All Out to next year's full okay. gear. So I do have Kenny winning the title off of Hangman Page at All Out. I don't have anything planned after All Out, but getting to that point, here's what I have going on. So. Like I said before, he is going to cost Moxley the title. And then that that's eventually going to set up a match before All Out where Kenny is essentially going to earn that number one contendership from John Moxley. And we know that they do have history. So that's going to be an important part of this, as I said, to rebuild himself and reestablish himself and, re- and right some of the wrongs from his first year where, you know, he just didn't live up to the expectation of people. So that first step of it is really beating John Moxley. So he will he will defeat John Moxley in a number one contendership match to face Adam Hangman Page at, at a All Out. Now, the nice thing about AEW, they don't have a pay-per-view every month, so it actually gives you like three months to build towards things like this. So in the meantime, while that whole feud between Kenny Omega and Moxley is going on, before that he, he wins that number one contendership, Hangman Page is going to continue to pick up wins. Now, they will be wins nonetheless. They may be impressive, but none, not against like your top-tier Guys, like I'm talking like maybe against guys like your, your Darby Allens, like your, your tier B guys, you know, but their wins nonetheless, it'll help pad his record. Now, remind me, thinking back to Rocky three, mm-hmm. Mr. T. Yep. You remember how he sat in the wings and just was watching Rocky as he continued to pick up win and continue to pick up win. And then eventually when it came time to, for them to face off, he called him out. And, and what did Mickey say? He said, no, you're not facing him. Right. That's essentially what's going to happen here. 
Kenny Omega is going to be the Mr. T and Adam Hangman Page is going to be the Rocky. Okay. The reason that's going to happen is to your point, Hangman Page, while he's winning these singles matches, Kenny still wants to prove that he's not his level. So when it's finally time for them to face, face off it all out, Kenny's going to take the title off of him. And that's going to be important because he's going to do a couple of things. One, at to this point now where he's become champion, he, he will have taken the time away, come back, defeat Cody, who was essentially, you know, we could debate this, but without the elite, without him leaving WWE, how far would he have gone in his career had he stayed in WWE? So a lot of the success that Cody enjoys in AEW is because of Kenny Omega and the elite. So he will have proven that he is above Cody Rhodes, at least in that respect. And he helped establish Cody's career to this point. He will have beaten John Moxley, which everybody knows the history between those two. And he will have proven Hangman Page wrong and taken the title off of him, essentially being successful in his, his, his task here that he's been trying to set forth where he said, you know, I want you to feel the emptiness. I want you to feel how I felt for a full year as I sat back and watched every single other individual on the roster get over as I willingly sat back and gave everything up for you guys. That's how you're going to feel to know that it's all there for you. And then just, just have it taken away by somebody else. That's what Kenny wants to do to hangman page and then hangman page, whether he goes and drinks himself into a stupor, I don't know, but uh, (laughs) I I have it booked up until all out. So I didn't go past that point. All right. Well, that's fine. I I just did a little bit after all out just to try to make it a full year. But I, I think we both have two very good stories here and I'm excited to see what AEW has in store. And I know people in the comment section are going to tell their versions. I know there's going to be some long-winded comments, but put them in there nonetheless. In case you missed our recent episode, we talked about how AEW has actually booked Kenny Omega perfectly. You can click that video on the screen right now. Don't forget to share this all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at SCPB Podcast. Subscribe, hit that bell for notifications, and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psychobabble.